Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. It was so parallel to what Amanda was saying, and this was this idea of willful blindness. And so this morning, you guys might have heard me if you were in here since the beginning after the Rise and Grind show, I shared that I was lacing up my shoes and I was going for a run and I headed towards the door like I always do. And today, unlike always, which is most days, you can't say always or never, by the way, because it's not always accurate. So be mindful of your words. Most days, I can just run out the door and I know where I'm going and I feel safe because I'm in a controlled environment and it's where I go every day. However, this morning was a little different because I'm in a new place and in a new city and it was still pitch black outside and I'm a woman before sunrise in a new city. And so I immediately, as I went towards the door, felt this sense of, oh gosh, I don't know where I'm going. I need to take a beat. And so I started asking myself questions and then realized that there was a manager standing feet away from me that I easily could turn to for support. Meanwhile, Stephen Kuhn is talking to my ear. And so I went up to him and I'm like, hey, which way should I run? And the first answer or question out of his mouth was, well, do you want to run through the hood or the streets? And I'm like, oh, like the neighborhood or like the hood? What, what do you mean by that? And he started laughing. He's like, oh, no, I mean like the hood. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, I'm like this little white girl, but sure, yeah. Like, well, which one's more fun was my, was my answer. And he said, well, it depends on if you like adrenaline. Well, I do love adrenaline and want to always um, acquire healthy adrenaline opportunities. And so I stood back to that question for a minute and he was like, I think you should go towards the city. I'm like, okay, let's go towards the streets. I'm in. So he starts jibber jabbering a bunch of street names I don't know, some directional conversation on how far it takes for me to get from point A to point B, and I'm a visual learner. And so I'm putting all these ideas in my brain, and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I took Stephen Kuhn out of my ear, opened up my phone, pulled out my map, and I said, I need you to show me. And so we scroll through, and we zoom in, and we zoom out to the little marker 
talking about and I see that I'm going to go towards the river and I see how I'm going to loop around and I feel a lot safer in that moment. And he's like, you got this, have fun. I'm like, okay. So at this point I am now armored and a couple of things have now been established in a three minute detour. Instead of walking out in willful blindness, I have a new lens. I have a new lens. I have new confidence. I have new hope that I'm going to get through this. I have a new vision because I now see both in map form and also in visualization form of how I'm going to get from point A back to point A. I have a connection with another human being and I got to make him smile and he got to make me laugh. Um, I do have adrenaline because I'm like, oh, there's the hood is like right there. The streets are right here. I'm definitely going to be running next to a bunch of different people, workers in the early morning, because again, it's not even yet sun sunrise. I got support in that moment and I got to manage my expectations of how far am I going to go and how long is this going to take? And then the last part, which was my favorite part, simply by instead of choosing willful blindness, choosing to take off the mask or choosing to take off um, those goggles of, I got this, right? And allowing myself to kind of wave my white flag in the moment and say, I surrender to the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going and I need help. And I don't think we do this very well as a society, as a humanity. Um, and I'm not really sure the whole psychology behind it, but I think it's really important for us to do that and take that beat and realize that you're, you're literally leaning on someone in order to do this. And those people want to share their expertise. Those people want to be of service to you. We heard so many times this morning, um, Nisha specifically said like, I love to serve. I love to rise up and help other people. It's innate in who I am. And I truly believe that's natural in all of us. It's just a matter of if we're ever deemed worthy enough to be asked the question, or we ever raise our hand and say, we are valuable enough and therefore begin to speak and allow people to see that we're worthy of it. You guys, I still don't see Myron in the room, so I'm gonna keep rolling. And if he's here, yell at me because I'm on a roll. So I now have this, this new perspective. And then and the last thing that was brought to life during that, which I was so grateful to, was the surprise element. So I had this new roadmap. I had this new vision. I had this opportunity to see the city, which I'm in Nashville, by the way. If there's any people in Nashville, I'll have some extra space in my schedule this weekend. So let me know. Um, and basically, I was going towards the river in downtown and I get there and I see the stadiums and I see all the country music um, uh, festivals. I see all the country music hall of fame or museum. Um, it was really magical as the sun was rising and not a soul on the streets other than workers, right? And as I'm going towards the destination, which was gonna be about a three mile loop, I see the street name Broadway. And since I've gotten here, I've asked several Uber drivers, where do I need to go? What do I need to see? I'm going to be here for a limited time. And they said, you got to go to Broadway. But what I know about Broadway is that it's very party in inducive. Uh, again, I'm here by myself and well, not fully by myself. I'm here for a mastermind, but I came traveling alone. So I likely would be on Broadway by myself, but I love music. I love live music. I love the energy of a big city. Um, and so I see Broadway and I'm like, yes, this is awesome. So in this roadmap, in this experience that somebody laid fully out in safety and vision and ability to have that confidence of where I was going, 
I had a draw to this new opportunity. And this new opportunity was to see Broadway when not any soul was on the street. The lights were beautiful. Um, the entire energy was still there, even though there was not a soul on the street. And so I started running and I was stopping and taking pictures and enjoying the scenery. And there's still music playing, but not live music at this point. And what I encourage you guys to learn and gather just from this morning's experience, which I clearly had for intention, um, while listening to um, not only Breakfast with Champions, but also an interview that Myron had had earlier, was in regards to this understanding that even when you get the map, even when you raise your hand for help, you have to walk the journey by yourself. And so there, there is this knowing that yes, there are teams and there are groups and there are six and seven day challengers, a thousand of them almost, who are willing to support you and, and applaud you and, and pick you up when you're down. But you still have to tie your shoes and walk out the front door. It is not on them. And for me as a business coach, I think very much in tune with this, this idea that so many people, especially with the change of the world with COVID, are raising their hand to this opportunity of establishing their own business. Or they've taken a, such a beat on life that they're ready to not just start a business, but they're ready to choose their, say yes to their testimony. Am I breaking up you guys? I'm getting feedback. I hear you, Tamara. Okay, awesome. And so saying yes to this opportunity of speaking out about their testimony, no different than Amanda just did, and needing to capture those stories in such a way that's going to serve the great abyss, right? Maybe the one, maybe your community, thousands, maybe 10,000s, maybe millions, maybe billions, but knowing that it's going to impact for longevity. And yet we're not willing to raise our hand or take the beat because we set in the 67 day challenge, our goals and gratitude, but are we actually taking the next step of the goals? My goal, go running, get my movement on, exercise the physical number four, right? Of the five things that we have to do for the 67 day challenge. And yet, are you actually creating the next steps after the goal? We got to hear from Rayland earlier this week, and he was um, asking the question, what do you want? And Glenn came out and he shared about a financial goal that he had. And I can assure you that Glenn has a step-by-step, -step, but I can also assure you that Glenn is going to have surprise opportunities that come up. And he's going to have a choice when he's standing at the T of Broadway or the roadmap that somebody has already traveled to success, their version of success. And knowing Glenn and knowing his love for music and fun, he's probably going to take Broadway like I did. And it's going to turn out that much more miraculous. But he's already laced up his shoes. And he's doing so over and over and over again. And he's doing so out of a place of service. So today's guest was Myron Golden. I love him. I have no idea where he is. We've been talking all week. Um, I do know that he was in Tulum earlier, which is another place that I love. And so I want to give you guys access to him. I want you guys to be able to use him as a resource to ask him, take a beat and, and find out from his biblical knowledge, how is he establishing business? He is a New York Times bestseller. 
The Trash Man to the Cash Man. Um, it's an international best-selling book as well. And he truly is this wise sage. You might have heard him from um, Russell Brunson. He, he coaches in the Two Comma Club. Um, he also has a, uh, an amazing coaching business that he helps seven and eight-figure earners. And one of the things that he was talking about on another podcast was this idea of be, do, and have that we are human beings, not human doings, and we are not human havings, but that there is this premise that God has placed in our heart these desires to attain abundance. And abundance looks different. Success looks different to everyone. Your goal in the morning might be drastically different than my goal. I actually don't even really like running. (laughs) I really don't, but I like running for short spurts, And I like the outcome of the run. And so I choose to do it, but I know afterwards what I need to do from a stretching perspective, which is counteractive to what I'm used to. And so being, doing, and having are all different things, but the first thing, and this is what I teach all the time, is the inside job. It's the being piece. It's the recognition of self that when I walked into the lobby and I realized that I had an emotional attack of fear, I needed help, take a couple deep breaths, you're fine, and then actually approaching the outcome factor that I needed, which was the safety, which was the map. So I was really hoping that Myron was going to be here to give us some of the maps um, that he has used to go from trash man to cash man, to go from... 14 years, he says that he's an overnight success, but it took him 14 overnights, 14 years of overnights to get to his first six-figure mark. And then three years after that, he unlocked seven figures. So let's speak to that. Uh, I'm glad that this is going to be recorded so he can hear all about himself. I love him so much. Uh, Is this knowing that when when you get to the breakthrough, when you reach the goal, the next goal, it compounds so quickly You have activation opportunity to reach it faster. Guess why? Because you have unlocked the roadmap that works for you. And you've utilized every fail forward experience. And so that's why you now get to take that time that it would take you on the first goal and you get to compress it and make it happen faster. My husband um, has an HVAC company, a geothermal Um, and he specializes in like waterfront homes. And it's been so cool because when we met, he actually uh, was serving houses that were like literally falling apart in the middle of nowhere land in Virginia or West Virginia. And to see where he's come from these like 800 square foot houses to these 15,000, 25,000 square foot homes, it's really amazing. And he does the job with such service heart. Um, And the reason that I tell you this is because he is all about the, the human being and not the human doing. Even though he has multiple teams, I've watched him go from really desiring that first $1,000 sale to then going towards the $10,000 sale to then realizing that there was this opportunity for 50, 70, 100, right? And every single time the breakthrough happened, no different than when I landed my first $10,000 client. I had this overwhelming wave of emotion, exactly like this uh, overwhelming wave of emotion I had this morning before I went on the run. I thought, I can do this. The 10 things that I talked about, confidence, yes. Hope, this can happen again. Vision, 
I know how to get there. Connection. Connection not only innately with who I am based on identity, that I am worthy, I am valuable, what I do is deemed valuable, my expertise, my knowledge is deemed valuable and worthy, but more importantly, my connection with God. Because God gives us these goals. He gives us this desire. He gives you this ability and this, this perspective of do, um, human having. Success is not selfish. And so as I've leaned in further to my understanding of biblical foundation in business, which is why um, I'm so passionate about the Grow Your Business for God's Sake mission, not just the conference happening in Kentucky soon, is this knowing that if we premise our life in a vertical connection to him, the connection horizontally becomes magnificent you illuminate the people around you and that ripple effect, that skipping rock on the side of the railroad. I could sing out a country song right now, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> if anybody knows it, you can do it. And I'm just imagining us all doing that. Then we get the adrenaline factor. Holy cow, I just landed it. It worked. It happened. To go from what Myron thought when he built his first website, he, his goal was $400, 2005. He sets out, he's like, I'm going to try this online thing. He was already doing really well in the coaching world, but he wanted to, to move into this digital space. Imagine 2005, what was happening in internet. Not a lot, right? I think Facebook came out in 2004, so that gives you perspective. I don't know how he sold. I'm, I was excited to ask him that question. So he, he sets out, he, he creates his website, takes him a month just to create the website, it took him two weeks just to establish PayPal inside of it, which was not PayPal at the time, but how to get people to pay him. That's why him and Russell Brunson connect so well, right? And when he launched it, he said, I have a goal of $400. If I could make $400 this month, that would be great. I would get recoup my investment, not investment of time, but investment of money. And he made $6,000 that first month. And he thought it was a fluke. He's like, there's no way. There, I don't understand. That must have just been in my, in my bank account. I, I, I definitely did something wrong. This isn't right. Next month, 10. And, and since then, just continued to incur. And it's the recognition that in that, because of his consistent alignment with God, because of the adrenaline and the vision and the consistent support that he was getting thereafter, he was able to compound and now educate based on his experience and expertise. And so he managed his expe expectations differently because he had a roadmap. And so are you someone, and I know anyone in this room, this applies to you regardless of what your goal is. You don't have to be starting a business for this to apply to you. But I know that you desire growth. I know that you desire prosperity. I know that you desire abundance. And guess what? It's already yours. It's already promised to you. It's already a yes and amen. But are you lacing up your tennis shoes? Are you willing in that experience to also wave your white flag? I don't think it's often that people sit at the starting line and pause, though I do believe that a lot of people stop at the start. But there's a difference between a pause, a difference between taking a beat like I did this morning and asking a couple of questions. 
That's literally all it takes. And so often in event planning, in business building, in relationship creating, in partner acquisition, in sponsorship development, we don't ask the direct question. And Glenn always tells us it's um, to be kind is to be clear. Ask the question. The worst that can happen is no, as you know. But what if they say yes? Or what if they point you in the next direction? Do you want to go hood or do you want to go streets? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Give me more details. What is hood look like to you? Because I live in a neighborhood. Jack came forward and increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Nowling here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Guidry here. And I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works. I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. We have to get clarity. Otherwise, we stay at the starting line trying to put together all these ideas when other people have gone before you. Brendan Burchard always says, you only have to be 10% ahead of the people you want to help. And when I help people cultivate businesses, we always go back to their storyline. We go back to their testimony. If I was to sit down with Amanda and we were to unpack all of the things that she learned, even just in that one segment of life, that year where she was able to rid 125 pounds and reestablish her identity and truly transform her life. It didn't just happen in a year. The entire decades before that, a lot was transpiring. Whether trauma or trial, tribulation, even the triumphs, because of course there are highs and lows to every single part of our life. I would want people to connect the dots to their life, pains and passions, and serve from a place of purpose because that's where your true valuation and expertise comes from. Not the college education, and Steven spoke to that earlier. I went to business school and I loved it, but I was in college and my prefrontal cortex wasn't even closed yet. Everything was ingrained. I was a sponge in all the wrong ways because I was at a party school. So it's, it's the knowing that we have choices every single day, but we have stop points as well. I stopped when I got to Broadway. When the surprise opportunity came and I took it, I took another beat. I took in the view. I took in the fact that I got up an hour earlier than everybody else here to go for a run when it was dark outside, to be on Breakfast of Champions, to write my gratitude and goals, to not hit the snooze button, right? All of these things, these are me lacing up my shoes minute by minute by minute. 
And so you build your business shoe tie by shoe tie by shoe tie every single day. And momentum begins to grow. Habits begin to form. Expertise begins to create. And that wise sage that I wanted to introduce you today, you will become. But you have to be today in order to become. Otherwise, you're stopping at the start line and you're not actually accomplishing anything. You're likely creating that negative ripple effect because your energy is low, because you have no clarity, because you feel like you're lacking purpose. And my intent today was to truly teach you that you do have purpose. And there are people literally positioned right next to you on stage right now, right next to you at a breakfast table who might have the roadmap you need, who might be able to create voice from your voiceless past, who might be able to teach you how to write your first book and get it published, who might be able to kit your podcast and your story and get you into the interview realm of podcasting globally, who might be able to help you create your first e-course and launch that first website. Maybe they're just there to give you the directions of how to go running this morning. I believe so much in the power of this community. I believe and love that it literally looks when you're looking through the audience like the heartbeat of heaven. There is not any single person in here that is the same. And even on the day that we all splashed the page with the I took the pledge, which I see Kim, I see you, I see you, Winifred. You guys took the pledge and we had all these purple. We just splashed purple in this room. We still were unique. Our names are not the same. It's so important for you to realize when you look in the mirror that even as you're looking in the mirror, it's not you that you're seeing, it's your reflection. And so if you move your eyes away from that space, if you look blank into a wall, you should be able to be more in tune with your identity than when you're standing in front of the mirror. You should have an internal peace. You should have an internal knowing. But there has to be activation to that vision, to those goals, in order for you to get to the next step that God has promised for you for the Broadway that is in your day today. He is all around you all the time. And if you're not in the state of relying and willing to surrender those goals, even the desire of that abundance, he cannot possibly multiply it if you are holding on to it so tight. If, if Myron had held that sight so tight and never released it, the goal of $400 could have never been multiplied to 6,000. I would have never found Broadway. I would have never served hundreds of women last year. I would have never been able to break through that first $10,000 sale. If I never rose to the occasion, tied my shoes, stood up without looking in the mirror and internally knew my value. And if you need that roadmap, I promise you there is Bible story after Bible story after Bible story. I'm thinking through the acts of Ruth 
I'm thinking through the service in secret that David did before he ever got the opportunity to hit the Goliath moment. Joseph, you guys, think about all of the patterns in his life, the pitfalls, but it was a sharpening. And so Myron having 28 years in the field and you see his success and you're like, let me emulate that. I bet if we asked him today to go back to the first time he tied his shoes and launched that site or even the businesses before that, or when he got married and he had a child and had literally no money, how do you go from a trash man to a cash man? He cannot give you the cash man blueprint today because you're not ready for it. And that's okay. That's the beautiful thing about the evolution of self. It's the beautiful thing about becoming is we have an opportunity every single day to grow, to serve, to experience, to connect, right? And that is where wealth is established. That is how we transform from the inside out. We're willing to be the vessel that can be sharpened. If you stand in isolation, if you stand without the willingness to raise your flag or start the race scared, you're never going to have the opportunity to have a finish line. The I can'ts, the excuses, the limiting beliefs, the stories that we tell ourselves, what are other people going to think about me? That's a whole nother conversation. Those are roadblocks. They're literally barricading you from having that runner's high, from experiencing that healthy adrenaline. And so I just really encourage everyone here today to tie up your shoes, to get ready for the race and then actually go run it. If you're not a runner, go walk, but realize that there's a, gonna be a compression of time time. And the pace that you start on today is not the pace you're going to finish at. But you've got to start today in order to get to that eight miles, 10 miles, marathon, David Goggins, right? He didn't start until he started walking, right? And there's little by little that the freedom factor is established, that your roadmap is created, and as you establish your roadmap, you get to pass it to other people. And you get to say, do you want to take the hood or do you want to go to the streets? Because you know the ins and outs of your trade, of your passion, of your purpose. And at that point, all you want to do is gift it. So I hope as you're doing this, that you're taking notes on your life. That you're like Matthew McConaughey as he established his Green Lights book. And he opened the beginning of the introduction and he said, I've been keeping journals since I was a boy. I've been writing poems since I was little. And he shares them. He's been collecting bumper stickers for years. What bumper stickers are you collecting? What Broadway streets are you running? Remember them, take note of them, share them with other people, give people hope. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.